0: that we're obeying the Ten Commandments, or at least one of them. Okay, honor your mother and father. So it was really good to hear that that's going on. Ben,
1: I guess it's not high enough.
0: Yeah,
1: can you turn them them up, Ben?
0: Okay. Whoa. A couple of weeks ago, like three, four weeks ago... Okay, we went over these same exact scriptures I'm going to do today. We're going to talk about Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. A couple of weeks ago, the theme we had then was see if we could answer the question, why did Jesus have to come and die on the cross? Now, we're going over the same scriptures as a couple of weeks ago, but the focus is going to be completely different. Okay, the focus is going to be Who's your father? Who's your father? And in the music today, we've answered that question pretty well, but we're going to look at the scriptures and we're going to focus in on what that question leads us to. And we're not going to forget the other question either. Why did Jesus have to come? Because it's answered in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Okay? So we're going to start. I have to take them off to see otherwise it'll be rough chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth this is an extremely important verse of scripture because it says God did it he's the one who did it it didn't happen by chance or any of those other things he tells you he tells us I did it. Make no mistake. Okay, so that's the first thing that we answer. God makes it very clear that he's the one responsible for creation. Okay? Verse 3. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good. There's a theme here. And God separated the light from the darkness God called the light day And he called the darkness night Evening came Then morning the first day What's a day? Anyone? What's a day? Exactly 24 hours now, oftentimes we'll confuse day with just the daylight portion of it, and we do that in our English language, but a day is twenty four hours okay, and if you look at the original language, it's twenty four hours, okay so let's continue verse nine then God said, "Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so." God called the dry land earth, and he called the gathering of the water seas. And God saw that it was good. It was good. Verse 11. Then God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and fruit on the earth, bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kind. Talk about that more in a minute. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, seed-bearing plants according to their kind, according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. Very important. And God saw that it was good. Evening came and then morning, the third day. Then God said, Let there be light in the expanse of the skies to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for festivals and for days and years. They will be lights in the expanse of the sky to provide light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to have dominion over the day, we call that the sun, and the lesser light to have dominion over the night, call that the moon, as well as the stars. God placed them in the expanse of the sky and provided light on the earth to dominate the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. Separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the fourth day. Verse 20 Then God said, Let the water swarm with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves and swarms in the water according to their kinds. He also created every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So God blessed them. Be fruitful multiply and fill the waters of the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning, the fifth day. I've got two major themes here. There's several others, but there's two major themes here. According to their kinds. Anybody want to tell me what that means? But that's exactly what it means. You know, you plant a carrot seed and you're not going to get a maple tree.
1: <laughs> <coughs> right? You plant carrots, you're going to get carrots. Beets beets? Yeah. Onions onions, potatoes potatoes.
0: Now, there's a couple of places where we can breed two kinds of animals. Breed that to be a mule. Okay. Well, what occurs then? So you get a mule. That mule will never produce another mule because they're sterile. There's no seed in them. Okay? So God's pattern is like he gets like. Okay? That's an important message. The next one. After God created a specific item, he inspected it to see what was the fruit of my hands that just created. Is it good or is it bad? And he always called it good. Okay? So when the earth was created originally, it was created good. No defects anywhere. Okay? Let's go to verse 24. Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. That God said, let us make man in our image. Hmm. Wait a minute. This is different than the other stuff God created. First of all, it says, let us. Us is plural. Us is plural. They're having a conversation amongst themselves. (coughs) Okay? And they're saying, let's make this creation different from the others. We're going to make them in our image. Now, image that mean we walk around looking like God God has a big white beard make sure you don't shave okay and that kind of no what it means is we have the same characteristics as God hmm what does he mean by that we can think we can love we can recognize each other we can have Compassion over one another. We saw this this morning with Ebenezer and uh, Bob. You don't see dogs getting together and saying, Oh, this one's got a sore foot. I think we should pray for him. No. That's not God's image created in them, but it is in us. Okay? We good? Okay. Um, Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the earth, the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the animals, all the earth, the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Okay, verse 28. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the earth and every tree whose fruit contains seed. This food will be for you. Did you notice what the food is? What's the food? Plants. No killing. Plants. That's how I originally created it. I'll uh, start at 29. God also said, Look, I have given you every seed-wearing plant on the surface of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seed. This food will be for you. For all wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, and for every creature that crawls on the earth, everything having the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. No killing. And it was so. Verse 31. God saw that he, uh, God saw all that he had made, and it was. Very good. Not just good, it's very good. That's how he created it. Got a question for you. Actually, it's more of a statement. If you want to understand the future, you have to understand the beginning. If you want to know what heaven is going to be like, after all is done and said and done, go look at what God originally intended, and that's the verses we're looking at. Okay? So if you want to understand what heaven is going to be like, look here. Because that's what he intends. That was for free. It's not in my notes. So verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Evening came, and then morning the sixth day. Can we call what we see around us every day today very good? Yes. We can call everything that's going on around us today very good.
1: Yes.
0: Tell me what you mean.
1: I had to double think that over.
0: It's okay. (laughs) Tell me what you mean. Everything that's being touched by God is being good. Okay. Okay you might be going there but every touch by man is not good we see murders we see strife we see broken relationships we see misunderstanding even between couples that love each other it's not always real good you have to work through some issues sometimes the conversations are high energy where's Barbara he was talking about high-energy conversations earlier. Yeah. Okay? Children's church, okay. Hey, things are not good. What God touches is good. You're absolutely right about that. Okay? But everything we touch does not necessarily go that way. Okay?
1: <coughs> what was that? You
0: yes, you do. So what God intended and what he created is not what's in evidence today. Okay? We'll talk a little more about that in a minute. Let's continue. Chapter 2, verse 1. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. By the seventh day, God completed his work that he had done and he rested and he rested Hmm. by the seventh day God completed his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy for on it he rested from his work of creation. God worked so hard that he needed to rest? (coughs) Or is this intended to tell us something else? God was finished. That's true. So what does God want us to know about this fact if he's talking about he rested? Does he want us to rest?
1: Yes, the body needs rest.
0: For what purpose?
1: To step in.
0: Okay. But what's the purpose for rest? Because you need it. You need it for rest. You do need it. Yes, you do. But what's the purpose? It helps the
1: body. It helps the body and the mind.
0: Verse 3. I just read it a minute ago, but let's focus on it for just a little bit. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. He declared it holy. What does holy mean? I knew I should have written that down. It means set apart. Okay? Okay. I should have written the verse down, but somewhere in Exodus, God is speaking to Israel. I wish Norm was here. Tell me where it is. Um, And God says to Israel, I have separated myself unto you, and you have been separated from the rest of the world, mankind, unto me. So the two of them are declaring each other holy to each other. They're separated, okay, and they're focused on each other. And what the Lord wants us to do is at least one day a week stop the activity that we have, the daily routine. Does everybody know what a rut is? What's a rut? Go ahead, Sean. What's a rut?
1: Dan Gornal used to tell us it's a coffin with both ends open.
0: Exactly. It's a grave with the two ends knocked out, so you just run around in a circle. Okay? God wants to stop us from the daily activities we have and start focusing on him, on each other, and on ourselves. Now, how do we focus on ourselves? Well, we start asking questions. Am I doing the right things? Or am I just following a pattern because everybody else is? Am I doing the right things for my family? Wife, husband, kids. Okay, it's about relationships. So the resting part is stopping from the daily activities and looking at the relationships we have. With God, with others, and with ourselves. Okay, so that's what the seventh day is. Now, is the seventh day Saturday or is it Sunday or is it Monday?
1: Whatever day
0: you decide to Well. Bonnie and Kathy are always working on Sunday, so there's a whole set of folks that have to do items for us on Sundays. That's not a restful day for them, so it's okay that they take a different day, or they could pick any other day they can. Okay, so but absolutely, go back to the Old Testament. When the priests were doing their sacrifices, were they doing them on Saturday and Sunday? Yes. But they were still charged with taking a day of rest at some point. Okay? And we need to do the same. We need to take that time aside to look at our relationships. Hmm. Interesting. The Lord just dumped something in my mind. He says, when you get ready to come to the altar to give your offering, if you have aught against someone else, what are you supposed to do? Leave it there and go take care of that relationship problem. As best as you can. Romans chapter 12. As much as it is with you, be at peace with everyone. Now, that also means there's the other half. They may decide not to be at peace with you, but if you've done your part, God is pleased. Okay? So that's what rest is about. Where were we? Oh. Okay, chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground, and we're going back over some of the territory that we did in chapter 1, but God's being a little bit more specific. Not a lot, but just a little bit more, okay. Um, then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life in his nostrils, and the man and the man became a living being, not just a being, a living being, okay We're addressing a lot of the stuff in terms of. do we become descendants are we descendants of monkeys or okay the scriptures are very clear that the answer is no okay we're made in his image and he took very specific steps when he made us he made us special but he also made us with a responsibility and we'll get into that a little bit later okay with Blessings come responsibilities. Okay, so I'll prep you now, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Verse eight: The Lord God planted the garden in Eden, in the east, and there He placed the man He had formed. The Lord God caused to grow out of the ground every tree pleasing in appearance for uh, and good for food, including the tree. In the midst of the garden, as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hmm. He's telling us now that he put a specific tree, actually two of them, in the middle of the garden. So We need to pay attention to what those two trees are. We usually will focus on the one, but we need to pay attention to the other one as well and we'll look at them a little closer. The Lord God took them in and placed them in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. Notice. The task that God gave Adam has never changed. We're still responsible for taking care of the planet. Okay, that work still exists. Well, it comes in all kinds of forms and stuff, okay? But we're responsible for taking care of it because it's something he's made and then said, here, this is the work of my hands and I want your hands to participate in taking care of it. That has never changed, okay? And Another verse I should have written down. In Revelation, it does say, those that have destroyed the earth will be held responsible. Okay? So whatever it is the Lord has given you as a task to do, do the best you can. And that will be pleasing to God. So let's continue. Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Let me read that over again. You are free to eat from any tree of the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat of it, you will certainly die. Note the exact words. Because those words are going to come back a little later, but they won't be the same. Okay? Someone has taken what God has said and modified it. That never comes out well. And the Lord God commanded, verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are, uh, oh, verse 18. Then the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is like him. So the Lord God formed out of the ground each wild animal and each bird of the sky and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. And we still have those same names on those animals. Granted, there's a lot of different languages and whatnot, but when you start boiling it down, you end up with they all match. Okay? So what, God, what Adam did is still here in terms of the piece of work he did. Um, verse 20. The man gave names to all the livestock to the birds of the sky to every wild animal. But, but, for the man, no helper was found who was like him. I spend time these days with some of the younger generation, millennials and whatnot, okay? And um, that's your generation, Kyle. And they're fond of their fur babies. So they have exchanged real babies for fur babies. Okay? But for the man, no helper was found who was like him. Fur babies don't replace human babies. But, cultural wise, these days, that's what we've done. Okay? Fur babies do not take the place of a human contact. Now, Adam just went through all of the earth, including the fur babies. And it was decided and declared no suitable helper was found for him. So in terms of relationship, a person-to-person relationship is not the same as person-to-fur baby relationship. Okay, We good? verse 21 So the Lord caused a deep sleep to come over the man and he slept God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place then the Lord made the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man Note The rib is from the side it's not from under the feet. It's not from over the, over the head. It's from the side. So they walk side by side. Okay, that's how it was created. Okay, not one to lord it over the other. Side by side. Companions. So 22, Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the and into a woman and brought her to the man and the man said now I was told not too long ago that this is the original rap song I can't sing it that way but this is the original rap song this one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh this one will be called woman and really the way it's written in the Hebrew is it's not woman it's wow man Okay, because that's the impression it made on him. I finally have someone that's my companion. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. Notice the theme. According to their kinds. According to their kinds. Verse 24. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked yet felt no shame. Another interesting thing here. Adam and Eve didn't have parents. They had no belly buttons. Okay, but yet God married them and it said you will leave your parents. They didn't have parents. So who is he talking to? He's talking to us. Okay, he's talking to us. You will leave your parents and cleave to your spouse. Okay, so that's not a commandment for them. That's a commandment for us. You didn't realize there was so much stuff in here, did you? Where's Ben? Oh, I don't see Ben. Okay. Um, yep. Also said that they were naked and not ashamed. Hmm. Well, if I do a little more digging, what I find out is Nope, I'll save that for later. Because that will come back around again a little bit later. So I'll say more about that later. But I submit to you that, yeah, they didn't have any earthly fathers or mothers, but they had a heavenly father. Okay? Because he had his hand in everything that was necessary to form them and create them and give them life. Okay? So our whole race has a father and it's a heavenly father Now we sing a lot of songs about that today but this is where it starts so God the father has created them and in one sense God the father is our father now granted it's a spiritual father but he's our father okay chapter 3 verse 1 now the serpent was the most cunning of all wild animals that the Lord God had made he said to the woman did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden you gotta be kidding the reason he doesn't want you to eat from that tree is because he's hiding something from you that's gonna make you much better than what you are right now So God's keeping something away from you. You hear that in the undertones? He's not really telling you not to eat from them because he's looking forward to your well-being, but he's really hiding something from you. Eve's response, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, But about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it. Or touch it. Well, that's not what God said. Okay? You must not eat it or touch it or you will die. I want you to notice that There's four individuals in this passage of scripture. And two of them want you, want Adam and Eve, to believe them. Okay? There's two individuals that have spoken something and they want to be believed by Adam and Eve. God the Father wants them to believe that what he told them is for their good and for their protection Satan wants them to believe that no God is holding something back on you because he knows he created you with a flaw okay and you're not whole so there's two individuals that want to be believed here They chose Satan. They chose Satan. We know the rest of the story. What God made was good. What God made was very good is now broken. Okay? We'll talk a little more about that in a minute. Now the question is, in our own lives, there's two individuals that want us to believe them. One of them is God, and one of them is Satan. Which one are we going to choose? It's the same choice that they had. Okay? That part hasn't changed. Verse 4 No, you will not die the serpent said to the woman In fact, God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil He's holding something back from you Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food Oh, and I I have to back up for a second. You must not eat it or touch it or you will die. That's what Eve said. Now understand this. Okay? God originally spoke to Adam because Eve wasn't there. So the message from God to Adam was direct and face-to-face. The message to Eve came from Adam. Okay? So she heard it second-hand. So if it sounds like she may have added to, we're going to understand why, because she didn't get it directly from God. It came from Adam. Now, go back to verse 6. Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Adam was standing right next to her. His role as protector was to tell her, don't listen to the serpent. And no, that's not what God the Father said. He said not to touch it because it was for our protection, not to eat of it. Excuse me, I did the same thing Eve did. Okay, not to eat it, but it's for our protection. Well, what did he do? He, told eat it. he stayed passive. He stayed passive and participated. Okay? So, the role Adam was supposed to play, he didn't fulfill. We like to blame the woman. Oh, the women are the one who took, Eve is the one that took the fruit and started all of this. Her knight in shining armor wasn't there. Okay? And the information she had was Second hand, not direct from God. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Verse 8 Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid themselves from the Lord among the trees of the garden. So the Lord called out to the man and said Where are you? He called out to the man and said Where are you? Is that because God didn't know where they were? No, God knew exactly where they were. The question was for Adam. Adam. Adam where are you in your relationship with me and your wife and the rest of creation and that question is still here today individually okay the Lord asks us how's your relationship with me how's your relationship with your spouse if you're married how's your relationship with your siblings and your other folks in your life Okay. How's your relationship with yourself? Adam, where are you? JC, where are you? How's your relationships doing? That question hasn't changed either. You notice a lot of things are exactly the same as they were before. What we do have that's different is what God created as good is not broken. Okay, where were we? So Adam no longer knew where he was emotionally, spiritually, and relationship-wise. God still asks the question from each one of us today. Um, And Adam said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid. Then God asked, Who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? Notice that we mean naked in this context is they were physically naked. Yeah, that's true. But they were also very open to each other in terms of communication, their relationship. There was no barriers between them. There was no misunderstanding. They had an intimate relationship and now that's broken. It's no longer wide open, naked for each other to know exactly what's going on with my life to Eve in this case, between Adam and Eve. Okay, that's no longer there. That's broken. Okay? And you hear it right afterwards. So God said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Verse 13. Then the man replied, The woman. My relationship is broken now. Okay? So I'm going to blame her. It's her fault. By the way, it's your fault because you made it to begin with. Okay? So our relationship's broken in two places broken with God and it's broken with Eve then the man replied the woman you gave to be with me she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it so the Lord God asked the woman what is this you have done and the woman said it was a serpent he deceived me and I ate it so you see The pattern is broken. It's no longer the intimacy that they were having before with God, with each other, with their environment. It's broken. It's broken. Now, the question we asked was, why did Jesus have to come and die on the cross? to restore to restore the relationships okay verse 14 and I'm almost done here then the Lord God said to the serpent because you have done this you are cursed more than any livestock more than any wild animals and I noticed there's a difference and the way things are moving because in the not too distant past snakes came around and what was the reaction for most people? Uh, exactly. Okay, but these days oh, these boa constrictors, that's my pet. It's changing. Okay, so you want to look for signs of the times? Is the Lord coming back soon? What is good is being called evil and what's evil is being called good. Look no further. Um, So verse 14, Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are more cursed than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. Here's the first promise that we have. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed. And by the way, if anybody's looking for a really interesting word study to do, do a word study on the word seed and seeds, and you'll be fascinating in terms of what the scripture has to say about that. So if anybody's looking for something challenging to look at, do that one. Do that one. Uh, So verse 15, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed, meaning Satan, and her seed, man's seed, us. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Okay, and this is the first time that the Lord is starting to make a promise that he's going to send a redeemer. Okay, so this is the first place you see it. Um, so verse 20 Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living the Lord made clothing out of skins for Adam and his wife and he clothed them how do you get skins You you have to kill an animal okay so up until this point if you were hungry and you needed something to eat it was always vegetable nature But now we have killing. Okay, so death has come to this planet. Okay, as a result of two people needing, or two people wanting to believe, and we chose Satan over God. So the Lord God made clothing out of skins for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. So here's the clothes. God's our Father, our spiritual Father, and He loves us deeply. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why He had to come and purchase us back, because it all goes back here. What God originally created was very good. This is a lot less than very good. But He will come back a second time, and it will be recreated. Okay? Um we are made for eternity, so when God gave us let us make us man in our image, what He gave us was a soul, or excuse me a spirit, okay, and that's eternal. So we have a choice: where are we going to be for eternity? Who do we want to believe? God the Father or Satan? And I'd like to take a moment here to wish all the fathers a very happy Father's Day. But it is a difficult task to be, but a very rewarding one. Thank you. Sean?
1: I don't know if there are any (laughs) announcements.